Welcome back to the gray space. I'm Zeke. That is Dre. Yepers. And we got another fire interview for you guys this week. Yes, yes, yes. But before we get into all that, y'all want y'all know what to do. Make sure you subscribe to become part of the tribe. Do us right. Hit that like and comment because you are rocking with the content. Hit that link tree. Follow us everywhere. Now. We got a special guest in the building. Yes, we do, man. Very special. And our guest, you know what, man? I'm going to let you, I'm going to let you have this one. It's all yours, man. Oh, shoot. This is the first time, by the way, that I've ever introduced a guest. Yeah. So here we go. Here we go. Let's see what happens. All right. Our guest today has been in the financial banking uh, banking realm for many years. He has moved up the ladder from being a branch bank manager to doing small business loans and is now a vice president of business banking, specializing in banking for nonprofit. Out of all of his accomplishments in his career, he is a loving father and a husband and a fierce, loyal friend. I have known him for 30 years and one of the few men in my life that I look up to and love as a human being. Please welcome to the gray space, Matt Luciani. You did that, man. Oh, shoot. That, yeah. was, that was weird. I, I, I that seen was the weird. That was you know weird. What I'm yeah, yeah. That was all good, man. <laughs> we got good. Yeah, 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 boy. Yeah, like, man. That was a good time, man. To bring you everywhere with me and have you introduce me to Joe Lake. That's how I feel, man. Now you know how I feel. Oh, dude, bro. Man, that is nerve wracking. Yeah, yeah, Holy yeah, crap. Yeah, yeah. But it's so weird, though, because I have known you for 30 years, mm-hmm. man, and I know a lot about you. Yeah. Um, and I want the people to know about you. So yeah. let's get started and like let's let's talk about your 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 financial banking career, yeah. like kind of how it got started and then where you're at today, basically, kind of moving through. Yeah, absolutely, man. So uh, you know, obviously we grew up together. Uh, went to Tucson to go to school. Um, couldn't figure out a major, and they basically told me that uh, if I didn't pick a major, I wasn't gonna be able to go to school, which is weird because it's for profit. So <laughs> I didn't understand that. Uh, but uh, I took a year off, man. Um, went to a couple of cohorts, and basically uh, ended up at U of A in the business college. And they listed off the things that made the most money after you graduated. And it was medical, it was uh, law, and then it was finance. So I decided to get my degree in finance. Um, went through Eller Business School. Uh, graduated, jumped into the, the mortgage industry with Wells Fargo, uh, worked my way up through that to a manager, um, ran a, a little office, actually I ran a couple offices in California, which was awesome. Um, saw the right before 2008 started happening, it kind of happened in California, as I'm sure you remember, Aww. like housing prices were wild. Um, people were kind of, tr- like, I mean, you would see a house go up about uh, $50,000 on a plane ride from Arizona to Cali. So it was, it was crazy. Yeah. Um, so I saw that coming, um, ended up like saying, thinking I wanted to do something a little different. Um, and then obviously my wife, Michelle, was in Phoenix. So figured if we were going to give it, well, at the time we were dating. But I was like, you know, if I'm going to give this a good run, like might as well come out here and give it a shot. Came out here, uh, worked in um, investments for self-directed 401ks for a little bit, and then got in with uh, the bank. Became a branch manager, ran through that for a little bit, um, and then got into small businesses, uh, lending and banking and all that stuff, and then worked my way up as a relationship manager. 
um, dealing with for-profit businesses and doing complex lending, pretty much anything you would need as a, as a, as a business for banking. Um, and then I decided about a year ago to jump over and take over a team in an area I hadn't worked with before, which is uh, not-for-profits. So, okay. Um, we deal with larger not... My team, I have a team of 10 folks that are awesome, and uh, we work with larger not-for-profits. So between maybe a million in revenue up to maybe like 30 million in revenue. Oh, shoot. So okay. they're like a little bit larger, but... Um, it's wild, man. Like it's a whole new. It's like a lot of similarities with for-profit businesses, but it's a whole different world, man. But nice. Yeah, it's cool. It's cool. I learned a lot along the way. You know? Yeah. So I think that's good. So as you were as you were coming up, um, because you know, like you said in the beginning. It was kind of like, well, shit, I, I got to get some money once I get up out of here, right? right? Like, and, <laughs> and and you you picked probably picked the right one because the other two had a lot more schooling <laughs> afterwards. You know what I'm it's saying? Yeah, you sure. get out, get to the bread. Um, but early in that journey, did you did you see yourself kind of where you are now? You know what I'm saying? When, yeah. when was that? Like when was that point where you were like? You know what, man? This is something that I kind of really like to do. This is something that, and I want to keep going, and I want to keep moving up and, and continue to build on this. That's a really good question, man. Like I, you know, I was thinking about it the other day. I was uh, working with one of my employees, and we were kind of building a development plan for him. And they did. They were like, "How did you get where you are?" And mm -hmm. I was kind of like, "Well, mine was a little unstructured. Mm -hmm. So like, it wasn't like you know, I, I wasn't. It wasn't necessarily what I wanted to do." And I think that a lot of times, unless you, there were people we knew growing up that like knew what they wanted to do. You of know course. what I mean? Yep. And like, I just was not one of those folks. Okay. Like, my parents owned their own business. So it wasn't like I really understood like outside of that, the corporate world, like okay. how that kind of worked until yeah, I got yeah. into it. Uh, so honestly, man, it's been really fortunate that I've had great mentors through my career that have kind of like been like, hey, you're really good with people. Like you'd be a good, you'd be good at management or like, you know, working with people to build relationships. Okay. So I've always kind of found myself going in that direction. Um, and then once I got into the small business uh, space, I started realizing that there's a lot of opportunity for like me, like further down the road. So okay. like, like I love what I'm doing now. And I've learned so much just going from the like the for-profit business into the not-for-profit side. But I mean, like even outside of that, like looking 10 years down the road, like there's so many of these business owners that have started out as like, you know, I had this HVAC cust customer. They were two brothers, worked for an HVAC company. We're like, hey, we can do this on our own and right. make our own schedules and, you know, get, get more money. And so they did. And they got to a point where after two years, they jumped from like 200,000 in revenue to 8 million. Oh, and sure. so like... The problem with that, that, you know, scaling at that, that rate mm -hmm. is that you run into the fact that you've got, you know, they had their aunt doing their taxes. And so when we were trying to help them buy a building or something like, man, this was like TurboTax, like, you know, 101 stuff that she was doing and we needed like the actual yeah. needed, like, a CPA to do the taxes. Okay. So, you know, going back and helping them out and saying, okay, we need to go do this. And it was going to take like probably another year before we were going to get them in a situation where they could buy the building or build the building they wanted. So there's a very nice, like there's a very small space, but a, a growing space out there for folks that could really use that type of mentorship and just like consulting, I guess, for lack of a better word, um, a little earlier on so mm -hmm. that they don't hit those speed bumps. And, you know, that's something that I've always kind of imagined later in my career I could offer um, externally of the bank. So okay. like okay. right now, I'm just, you know, I'm having a great time. I love yeah. what I do. I love my team. 
Um, but you know, it's always just gathering knowledge, man. Yeah, like you know, yeah. stacking that. Like whether it's financial statements or how does like const- how does construction loans work? Like uh, how to work with people, right? Like, yeah. Everyone. I mean, at one point, I had a portfolio of about 120 different business owners, and they're all different, man. Yeah. From especially during COVID, man, that was wild too because some of them, you know, especially you know, I'd show up wearing a mask out of respect. Man, some of them were just like kind of brutal about it. They'd be like, "Man, take that off," mm, get out of here. or vice okay, versa. You okay. know, like some would be like, they'd have their mask on when I came in, and it was like, it was just very interesting. Like you know, and then the election, like they all confided in me, <laughs> which is interesting because I mean, I right. guess I just you know nice yeah. guy, and they're like, "Well, I'll tell them what I think," and I'm like, most of the time I just kind of nod my head, you know. But right. They like I think if small business owners knew. Um, the avenues they had to get some support out there that doesn't cost money or maybe cost a little bit, but it's going to pay itself off at the end. Yeah. It'd be something they take advantage of. You know, that, that's kind of what I want to kind of get into a little, little bit too is the small business, because yeah. I think a lot of people are in that boat of, yeah. you know, creating a small business and, and stuff like that. Is it <clears throat> since the pandemic and stuff like that from your knowledge and stuff, and I know you're not in the, the small business loan stuff anymore. Is it, hard to get in a, a small business loan these days or it, or you know is it easy is it, it you, talk to us a little bit about yeah. like the small business loan type of stuff so i think it depends on two things right okay. so the first thing is how long have you been in business mm-hmm. and then the the second thing is the industry that you're in so typically uh things that take longer to get so let's take a veterinarian for instance right mm-hmm. so like a veterinarian goes to school just they're they're an md they're just an md in the veterinarian right. sciences so they've got you know seven years they've got equipment they have uh you know a lot of stuff that can be held as collateral i guess versus like maybe a landscaper and like i'm not trying to but like most of the times landscapers like an on the job type of deal and they learn and craft the profession off of that right right so if let's say a landscaper like decided he no longer wanted to be a landscaper and wanted to maybe open up a restaurant or something because he was a great chef like there wouldn't be a whole lot of lost time uh student loans education if they made the jump and maybe that restaurant takes off which is fantastic for him but a veterinarian is like probably 99 percent of the time never going to leave their field of practice mm. So right, like, right, you okay. see that. right. And so the, I, the whole thing, so that's, that's the biggest thing. And then the length of, you know, you've been in business. So, um, but you know, the days of the traditional business financing where you go into a bank and you meet with your banker and you fill out an application and it goes to like right now that, that like old school model because of tech is getting so, I mean, it's, it's no longer like, that's not the primary purpose anymore. Like they're using fintech models out there. Um, I'm sure you guys have heard. They do it on the personal side too, like Best Egg, uh, the, you know, uh, mm-hmm. oh my God, SoFi. Like there's a mm-hmm. lot of them, mm-hmm. right? So they're using these algorithms that pull like a bunch of different things off your personal credit and then your business credit and then like they run it and then they're like, okay, well this person qualifies for whatever. Right. Um, so I think it's getting easier. Um, the biggest problem we're having right now with folks is that we're getting into a situation where the interest rates are climbing up Mm -hmm. and they're getting kind of out of these lows. Mm -hmm. So, you know, you have these folks that have dealt with very low interest rates for such a long period of time that they feel like, you know, they're like, oh, these rates are crazy. When are they going to go back down? Mm -hmm. And I'm going to be honest with you, man. I think the first mortgage I ever refied when I when I started out my career was at like 14 percent. And I think we refied into like 10 because like that was Mm -hmm. just and they were they were just so happy, man. They were like, yeah. oh my God, you got us down to 10%. Right. 
Tell somebody ten percent now on yeah. the Oh yeah, right, man. <laughs> like on everything though, dude. Right. It's not like it's on houses, it's on cars, it's right. you know, I, what is the, the the percentage rate average, I guess, for a small business loan? Do you know? Dude, I would say the ones that I've seen, like the ones the teams closed lately, like if it's a term loan, like a, a an amortized out term loan, like probably around like nine, ten, eleven. And then if it's a line of credit, because mm-hmm. those are variable, like probably a little higher, man, like eleven, twelve. Yeah. Yeah. So it's up there, man. Yeah, that is up there, man. That's crazy. Do you think that? Do you think that? Um, it because you said people kind of get away from the old school way of coming in, you know, sitting down with somebody. But do you think that they should go back to that? There should be more people. You know, it's great that you're you're able to do stuff on your own. There's so much information out there, but there is a benefit to like even as you were coming up through the ranks. In your job, it's like there is a benefit in having somebody there. And the things you've also been able to do for small businesses as well, there was a benefit right. to having somebody somebody to call that says, okay, this is this may be not the way or whatever the case may be, or here's what we can do for you. Do you think more people who are that have a small business or and thinking about creating a small business really need to go in and say, I want to sit down. This is what I'm looking to do. What can I do? Do you think more people should be doing that? Oh, 100%. Right? Okay. Like, they have, like, I, I am all for technology. Right. Like, I think the way they're underwriting them are good. So, you got to think about this, right? And this is probably the biggest thing I've had people push back on, right? So, they might have $3 million in, in their bank account, right? Mm-hmm. Their business account. And they'll come in and they'll be like, I want to get, a, like, a line of credit for 500000 And the bank declines them because their cash flow, the amount of money they're bringing in after their expenses are paid out isn't enough it's not it's not comfortable within the parameters of the policies and procedures of the bank so like they're like okay well you're not meeting this minimum thing and most of the times it's not very large like most of the times if you're a business and you have a dollar 25 coming in and then you can have a dollar going out to debt so you're really coming out at 20 what a quarter on the debt so it's not like a lot but if they aren't meeting that the bank will usually declines it and the problem is is the customers will come back and be like well i have three million dollars in the bank with you and you won't give me half a million dollars and the thing is, is that it's because they haven't learned that it's not what you can have $3 million in your bank, but that could be gone tomorrow. Right. right? Like right. you could make a bad decision. You could get, you could buy a piece of equipment that didn't pay off the way you thought. Like just because that money's there now, it could be gone before this conversation was, was over. Right. What we want to see as an institution that's lending you money is the ability to repay. Right. And so I always tell people, if you, if you have a small business, it's really, really vital. So you've got two options. You've either got the option to write everything off, right? And then you don't pay taxes. You might get some money back at the end. Or you have the option to pay taxes and be eligible for financial lending later on. Okay. And so I always thought, I'm like, look, man, like the tax breaks and stuff are great. But most of the time, by the time by the time they get to the point where they need the money, they've already been writing everything. You know, they get into that. My dad did it. Like, mm-hmm. I mean, my dad would take us out to dinner and they'd be like, oh, well, let's talk about work hours. And they'd be like, oh, that's a, you know, that's a, that's a business. Right, work. right, and right. Like, <laughs> right off the whole damn thing. Like, <laughs> just, you know? yeah, about this, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and it, it's, it's not a bad deal if you never need lending, but like right. if you're building something that either like, you know, manufacturing or something where you might need equipment or something that you may not have the cash in pocket to buy it. I mean, like you just kind of it's either you write everything off and just don't need lending or you take the hit on the taxes and then look good for the financial institution. Do you think lending is essential to scaling? That's a good question, man. I guess it's kind of what you're doing, right? Like, yeah, I I mean, 
I think every small business owner should have a plan for how quickly they want to go. Okay. How quickly they want their plan, their, their business to grow. And like, I've seen businesses that scale too fast and then they just like ended up bleeding out money because they ramped up really quickly. And then whatever it was that was, you know, causing all the hype around it, like right right off. Uh They tried to carry the staff for a while and then like they were just bleeding money out. And so I've seen it kind of go both ways, but uh, it is helpful. Okay. Like access to capital. If you're, if you have a good product and you just, you know, what's funny is the, uh, so the S there's a, most cities have an SBDC. It's small business. I forgot what the DC stands for something center, but they uh, it's free for all business owners to go in. They start at the most basic level. Like you can go in and they have people that are from the SBA that work with you. So okay. like developing a, a business plan, they put together, it's really nice. <clears throat> They'll do uh, projected financials for you. Okay. Like, all kinds of cool stuff, man. And I, I feel like I've sent so many people there and probably half of the people I've sent there have actually gone. But it's a free option for people that maybe didn't go to school for whatever they're doing for it. Or like maybe you want to get investors into your business and like it gives you the ability to calculate like actual semi-realistic like numbers for your projected okay. performance you know what i mean like financial statements so um definitely if you're a small business owner and you're looking into growing or, or bringing on investors like it's called the sbdc i know there's one here on like 44th and thomas um yeah you guys can like just google it it's awesome okay yeah sbdc sbdc <laughs> would, small business Distribution center too. When you said DC, and I'm like, that's probably not it though. Uh, I don't even know. I forgot. It's all right. It's all these acronyms, man. It's all these acronyms. Uh, So, so you did the small business thing for a few years, and then you got into being a vice president. (laughs) (laughs) Sounds a lot cooler. I know. It is cool, man. Just come on. It's cool, man. You a vice president? Come on, and that man. is the coolest shit ever, dude. Come on now. So I but I, I want I want to know the jump from that to being into the new position that you're in. Yeah, for sure. So uh, it's every every banking has their like officer codes, and then they have their like titles. So like mm. and that's our officer code. So like essentially, we can sign on behalf of the company and so forth. Where like my my actual like title is kind of what we use internal, like where I send signature lines and stuff. Um, but you know what's interesting? My um, I had a really good boss for the entire time I was in uh, the business side, so I worked my way up, uh, working with uh, more complex deals and larger clients. Um, started out at the bot, the entry level, and then worked my way up, and I had the same boss the whole time. That's dope. Yeah, it was awesome. Mm. I've never had that. Like that yeah. was the first time. I mean, I'm what 42, and like in my entire life, I've never had somebody that was like that person in my life. Yeah. And wow, man, what a difference. Yeah. And, and they're a good person. Oh yeah, they're great. okay. They're, they're amazing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because yeah. because like, if they're in your life, right, and yeah. you're like, damn it, I got to work with this person. Again. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> but if they're a good, per, you know, like a good boss or something like that, somebody you could go to, who's almost like a confidant or you know, yeah. like a mentor type of deal, who's been through it maybe, and you guys are kind of going through the ranks together. You know, even if there's two steps ahead, and you're, right. you know what, you know what I mean. But you're still going climbing yeah. that ladder, man. That that's. That's cool, cool, man. I agree. Yeah, I agree. I was very fortunate to uh, end up in that spot. And like, you know what? It's interesting when you have a good leader, um, you look at like attrition rates, right? Like how many people quit that person? Mm. And like, you know, I think in our entire, in my entire time there, which was about six or seven years, like 
I think maybe we had people get promoted, but like I think quitting, like I don't think we had maybe one person quit. Oh wow! Like it that's was, amazing. That's, that's out of a team of like I think there were like ten or twelve of us. Man. Okay. So um, I was very fortunate, and he like, you know, like I'm not. I try to keep myself out of drama and politics and all that, man. Like, yeah. and some, you know, some people like really thrive on that. Like, mm-hmm. that has never been my jam. Mm-hmm. Like, um, but he really did a good job of putting me in front of the right people. Um, like, I worked real hard for him, man. Like, but like, I think that's like when you work for somebody like that, you want to work hard for him. You know, yeah, what I mean? for sure. Mm-hmm. Like, they're working hard, you're working hard, and so he was awesome and got you know just a lot of exposure. Um, and then it actually ended up working out, and I didn't I didn't realize it was going to be like this at the time. Um, his boss called me and was like, hey, you know, Sean put you, like, said you might be interested in this. And I was kind of like, at first I was like, man, is he trying to get me off the team? Like, what is happening here? Right, and right. Like, then, I, you know, I called him just to be like, hey, what's going on? And so I didn't know it at the time, but he had actually applied for his next level. And so okay. that was going to include him leaving the state. So he was like, look, man, like look at this because like otherwise you're gonna have a new person come in and then you have to restart that relationship and, yeah like, and he's like and you're ready for that next step so um that's dope yeah it was really it was and it was cool because it was like maybe like at this level it was the first time that i like got tapped on the shoulder and they were like hey we want you to come over here and it wasn't like i found it and applied for it, it right was like uh which is was a great feeling too yeah so man that is super valuable man like just in everyday life in general too though you know what i mean like just having that that person that you're kind of on the same page with right you know i think we I, we all t- kind of talk about having people no matter what your field that you work in right yeah. of having a person that can be there whether it be a manager director you know a vice president whatever it is right <clears throat> somebody who can listen to you yep. and you guys can talk to each other Right, like normal human beings. Like I, I feel like that's a lot. Of, that's lost a lot these days, right? Where it's like you have somebody who's micromanaging, who it's my way or the highway. You do it because I tell you to do it. Right. You know, but I, I just, you know, I just want to reiterate how important it is to have somebody like that. You know, especially in a working relationship, yeah. to be like, why are we doing this? Or Oh, I got it. I understand now. You know, and there's this back and forth, you know, and I feel like that's a lot of loss in a lot of businesses these days is is that this relationship with manager, employee, supervisor, employee, director, employee, you know what I mean? Like, and, you know, so I think it's great that you found somebody like that because I sure haven't. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. And, and And the other thing is like, not only that, but as such, it is that's a very unique position for you to have been in because, again, when you're in that corporate ladder, there's always that the the business comes first, right, at right. all times. And so, to find somebody who was able to nurture you in a sense inside of what the business is, right, still be able to push the company's goals, right. but at the same time, be a good mm-hmm. enough leader mm-hmm. to be like, I'm, we're, we're going to get you to this level right here. And you're just like, man, I'm having a good ass time. Right. <laughs> <laughs> it's true, it's true. You know what right. I mean? And that's a great, cause then it was like, you were naturally when it was time, you were naturally ready for it. You know what I mean? And, um, talk to us about, Kind of, and I know you kind of were, were asking a little bit as well, but um, that that transition now from 
kind of being you're still a big dog. We're not taking that. We're not taking that. We're not taking that away. Um, but uh, into the into the nonprofit world because yeah. it's got to be totally different. Even probably the clientele that you deal with oh, is yeah. probably one hundred percent one eighty of what you of what you dealt with. Talk about that transition. Yeah, that's a that's you're, and you're totally right, man. Like it's uh, first off. I never realized how much money not-for-profits could have. Like, I never, and they do a lot with it, don't get me wrong. Right. But like, I think in my mind, it's a not-for-profit. At the end, like, somehow throughout the year, anything they brought in, they kind of redistributed. Okay. And, like, that's not necessarily the goal of a not-for-profit. So, like, a 501c3, which is, like, technically the, the, the structure they have filed with the IRS allows them to not pay taxes because most of the stuff like that comes in is donations or grants or something and they're better in the community with that. Okay. So, and you're right, it is very interesting because I went from dealing with owners that I, I got to know and I got to have really good relationships with for years. Um, and usually with our larger not-for-profits, they have a board of directors on there and those usually have elections every two years. Mm, so, okay. It's kind of a, a constant influx, right? Like I'll meet them, I'll get to know them. Well, I I join, I help some of my bankers out, but they like meet them, and then like every couple of years, could be a year, could be two, could be three. Gotcha. They're always rotating, but it's amazing, man. Like where some of them started out as, and how big they've got. Like they've they've grown into these like national things, and they started out as these really small things, and um, you know they do they do everything, man. Like they do grants, they do scholarships. Um, I've got, I mean, and there's a, there's a nonprofit for pretty much any and everything, man. Like I'm talking from fashion, like, uh, one of the biggest, uh, fashion shows in Chicago is technically a 501 C3. Oh, wow. Crazy, man. That's like, nuts. Never That's crazy. That, yeah. Right. Yeah. yeah. Um, but the really interesting thing is kind of what I've learned. So I went in there and I was like, all right, like I've got the other side down, like, right. Like, so I can help that with that side. I'm like, but I have to learn all this other stuff. And like, fortunately, my team was super, like, I think they really appreciated the knowledge I brought from like the the software we use to how to do certain things okay. to expedite it. Um, and they were appreciative of that. But in the reverse, like, I was super appreciative that they took the time to help me learn about things that I just never dealt with before. Right. Because it was like, man, they grabbed me. They were like, hey, the lady who was doing this is about to retire. Like you know, you now it's your shot to run this. So I spent like two weeks with her kind of picking up, but you know, she was retiring. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 She got one foot out the yeah, door. She, she was, was ready like, to go. Yeah. She was like, here go the paperwork. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it was kind of like that. You yeah. slid that right across the table right there. You know what I mean? She's like, here's the reviews. I'm like, yeah. I don't even know these people. Right, right, right. <laughs> exactly, exactly. But yeah, it was, it was, um, it's been a really cool, and, and it's just, you know, like these folks, are so appreciative to have somebody to work with them because you know I, I feel like if you go if they go into like a local branch like these bankers aren't specifically trained on how to deal with not-for-profits and like it's surprisingly really different like uh everything from just like rotating out people right mm -hmm. um most folks you go in you just sign a paper and you take the person off the account and then you're like all right they don't have access to anymore right like these people have like people that have like stuff under them for other people and like i mean if you just take them off man it just destroys like got everything. you so got you so, we didn't like, even think about that but yeah right that would, like, it's yeah crazy. that's and crazy you're doing this every two years right so um you know i always 
kind of joke, but I'm like, man, like our uh, like my little team because there's only two of them in the U.S. So like my team supports the entire Western United States, and there's one out of Tampa that supports the Eastern. Oh and wow! And so uh, I was, you know, when I meet with their clients and stuff, just to make sure everything's going well, I'm always like, you know, we're like SEAL Team Six for not for profits. Like when it comes to what they do, like they're specifically mm. trained on how to do this correctly and get you set up out of the gate so that you don't have any issues and like. You know, you're dealing with somebody that knows what they're doing versus right. like just, you know, I mean, dude, I, I don't think I ever dealt with enough. I mean, I, if they came in, I'd be like, oh, I don't want to deal with that. Because, like, it wasn't something I could really manage on my on my side. So. Right. But, like, it's been great, man. Like, people are fantastic. Um, you know, the interesting thing about it, though, is they, most of them, outside of maybe, like, the president, maybe, like, the vice president, uh, most of them are volunteers. So, on the board. So like we're catching these folks, they've got a whole nine to five or, you know. Right, right, yeah, right. yeah, yeah. So like even for them, it's even more important because they're like, man, I work all day. Like I don't want to deal with, like, come, mm. come home and have to deal with this nonsense in the afternoon. So yeah. like, you know, like I think for them, they're super appreciative of it, but um, it's been good, man. I've learned a ton. Like, and it's been a year on that side. And like, I mean, there's still a million things I could probably learn. Yeah. Learning, so. what's, the, what's the benefits um, for a not-for-profit to reach out to an institution if they're you know what I mean just to to try to get some knowledge because I'm all people are always I think again we live in the information era so a lot of times people think they can just you know YouTube and Google right like Mm -hmm. everything's fixable YouTube and Google and and a lot of stuff you can find out and and apply Um, but there there is something to have have a team to be able to come in and help you and and, and at least guide you even if you don't need them the whole way through at least kind of get you on your track so What is, what is what is some of the main benefits for a non for profit to go to like an institution? Yeah, I think well, and you know, like they're all kind of different, which is weird. So like a lot of folks don't have access to a team like what we have. Like not all of the banks out there have them, right? Uh, and some okay. of them only come in when they're at like ten million in revenue or something where it's got you. Mm. But um, man, I, I like obviously the biggest thing is having somebody who's an expert at like setting you up within their system, right? Whatever system it is that whatever banking system they use okay. to make sure that they have access to, you know, uh, fraud protection, which uh, you'd be surprised how many people don't have that. Mm. They don't, I guess like you think about it and it, back in the, like credit card fraud and debit card fraud. And you, you call them up and you're like, hey, man, that wasn't me. And as long as, like, they're like, oh, well, that was in, you know, China. You right. didn't do that. Like, you right, know, right. we'll refund it. But, you know, other more complicated schemes like uh, wire fraud and ACH debit fraud, like, people don't understand that, like, wire fraud is, I mean, I've seen some really bad stuff, like hundreds of thousands of dollars involved in wire fraud. Oh, wow. And so, you know, somebody commits wire fraud, however they get into your account, they send it out. Uh, the only thing the banks can do is ask for the money back from the receiving bank. So they send a request, can we get that money back? Now let's say they steal $200,000. Okay. Now the fraudster pulled out 1000 So there's only 199000 left in there. Now if the bank reaches out and is like, hey, I need that 200000 back, like it was fraud. And they're like, they'll send back like a, a, a non, like a non-sufficient funds thing. Like, ah, oh, they don't have that money. And it's because it's off by $1,000. And so they don't send anything back, which is insane to me. Oh my like, God. Like, that's crazy. crazy. Right. It's crazy. That's like, crazy. hey, I only can give you is 195 or something. Right. Like, right. I mean, come on. Come on, wow. man. Yeah, man. <laughs> What? Damn, give me store credit or something. You know <laughs> Stock options, something, something man. man. Oh, jeez. That's yeah. crazy. It's wild, dude. So, like, you know, you set, like, helping them out to protect themselves out of the get-go. Um, and the ACH fraud's the same, man. Like, you, you think about it. 
I know. I, you guys probably. I mean, when was the last time you wrote a check? Like, can you, oh, I can't even yeah. remember. Like, most people don't. Like, businesses are a little more like they'll pay vendors with a check just like on hand, like if they mm. need to. And uh, I, I try to explain to them, like, man, like, it doesn't matter if you have it. Or, like, if you have people, like, you know, you sign up for uh, your phone bill, your cable bill. Like, you give them your checking account number and your routing mm -hmm. number, and they just go in and pull that out on the 15th or whatever. Um, like, you, your account number and routing number are floating around out there. Now, like, if I knew what those two things were and I knew the name of your business, I could walk into Costco and just be like, hey, I need, like, 500 checks. And they'd be like, all right, cool. And, like, they would print them out for you with mm. that account number and routing number, right? And, like, because, like, the checks aren't fake like they're not i mean like they don't uh, right they don't regulate them right so they're like all right man they're your checks somebody goes out and does it well same thing with ach man like you if you have uh quickbooks you can literally load in an ach debit where they go and like you can go in someone's account you put in their checking account number routing number man boop they go in and most of the time still try like a little bit less uh, By the know. way, don't try this shit, man. Yeah, what do you not, don't, don't, don't be trying this stuff. Stop that, yeah. So just uh, stuff like that, man. Like, we can set up the... I'm like, I feel like you're that giving... That was a great disclaimer. Giving, Somebody's in the back like... Yeah, you're taking notes. ACH? <laughs> I got research somebody, on this. Somebody's driving down the PCH. <laughs> right now, shit about the ACH right now. On their way to Costco. No, on their way to Costco. On their way to Costco. <laughs> Oh, uh, yeah. So, I mean, I think that's the main things, man, is protecting them, finding ways to make sure they're doing uh, stuff in a safe environment and with the right people. And, yeah. like, international, international not-for-profits, man. Like, you're dealing with people you don't know necessarily. Right. Like, are, are they legit? Am I sending this to, like, you know, some, like, like a prince who's being held hostage? I mean, you know, you know. So, like, right. just, like, helping protect them with that stuff. Okay. Uh, I, I wanted to ask, you said, like, because like certain institutions won't even like touch you if you don't have over like 10 million. Do you guys have like a cutoff? So ours is usually like, it's not that they won't touch you. You just won't get like a representative. Okay. Like, so I gotcha. like most of the time, like they, some of the larger banks, they, they'll do, you know, for the for-profit side, they'll do a little bit less, mm -hmm. but they like the banks lose a little bit with the not-for-profit side because it's harder to lend to them for obvious reasons. Like right. think about it. You're, your church needs to, to get some money for a bill. Like, you know, they're adding a building on mm -hmm. or building a new church. Like, your bank doesn't want to be on the headlines like, hey, they didn't pay their bill and, you know, so-and-so foreclosed on them. Like, mm -hmm. that's the last place in the neighborhood. Right, right, so right, right. It's like their lending's a little different. So um, they put, I think they invest more into the for-profit side where the lending, there's true ownership. They can lend and they can take personal guarantors is it, like on there. Um, where the not-for-profit side is a little more difficult because you don't truly have ownership. It's a board that runs it. And, like, you obviously don't want to get the headlines on the wrong side. Mm -hmm. um, but, like, most, uh, they start working with them at, like, a higher value. So, like, 10, 10 million, they kind of come in and help them out. They have the experts, like, working with them at that level. Ours, like, man, if you have over a million in revenue, like, we'll help you out. Because, mm. like, that's kind of where you get in the spot where it's a little more complicated, you know. And, um, like, that's where you're going to start going across, like, maybe international lines. You're going to end up dealing with more, like, uh, wire, like, you know, a wire movement working with the federal wires, uh, mm. stuff like that. So, like, where it gets a little more complicated because you could run, like, a smaller not-for-profit that pretty easily but like once you get to a little bit bigger size like we were talking about earlier like the scaling like you start dealing with people that aren't necessarily like within your geographical demographic mm. locally so right yeah um <laughs> i'm trying to think of how to ask this because I, I don't want you to get in trouble or anything but have you have you seen anything that's like shady as shit like <laughs> you know what i mean like like somebody comes to you and or whatever, and it's like, hey, man, there's this non-for-profit uh, non uh, thing going on. 
and then you look at it and you're like, that, that shit's <laughs> fucking bogus, man. I don't, I don't think I trust this shit one like, bit. Don't do it. <laughs> yeah. Like, have you, I mean, I don't want you to give specific, no, yeah, but yeah, have yeah. you ever run across anything like that? Like, people trying to basically scam you guys right out right. of like hey we're a nonprofit we got we're making millions of dollars over here we don't want to pay any taxes you know have you run across anything like that i mean like I, you know what i saw it more when i was like in the field like on the for profit side okay. not so much okay. on the not so much on the not for profit okay i'm not so hands on with that one like you know like i, I hop on i meet it if there's something that gets escalated to me i help them out but mm-hmm. i'm more like helping the team out and then the okay. team's like really meeting with them but um yeah, like, I mean, I'm sure they're out there, man. Like, anytime, you know, I never understood what it took to get your 501c3. So, like, that's technically where your tax exemption falls in. Okay. And, dude, it's hard. It's it's hard, and it's expensive. And so, I think it takes, like, you really have to have, like, capital to do it. Because you mm-hmm. have to have lawyers. You have to have the forms right. And it takes, like, six months to get that IRS okay. approval. So, they've made it very, I mean probably comparable to like getting some sort of a green card i would like from, from what i've heard like you know right like, gotcha. it, it, there's a yeah, lot of yeah, yeah. there's a lot of steps a lot right. of processes to get to get so like right. somebody who's trying to maybe you know steal from the system or right. do something shady from the system is probably gonna it's more work than it's worth probably, probably. yeah got and money it. yeah I mean, that's like I, yeah. you'd have to find a way to get a bigger return than what you invested into it, got which it might be a lot plus you're your name and social are all tied up in there, and it's with the IRS. So, like, you know, mm. that's probably not the road you want to go down. Like, you're yep. scam people. Mm-hmm. <laughs> my name is Dre Bobby. My phone, uh, <laughs> one, two, three, <laughs> four, five. Not <laughs> <laughs> profit million dollars. Here we go. <laughs> hey, man, you never know, man. You never know. You know what I mean? Uh, I'm not doing that, though, man, because that's too many steps. You know what I'm saying? I can't do this. <laughs> I can't do the man, but wait, there's more. Like, I thought I was done, man, damn. I sent you the damn paperwork, man, you know what I'm saying? Um, (laughs) So, where do you see, um, I know you kind of touched on it a little bit earlier, but, like, where do you see you going from here, man? Because you're still very young in the career, in a sense. I gotta hang out with y'all more often, man. You're making me feel good. Yeah, you know what I'm saying, (laughs) I mean? Um, but where do you see yourself going from here in 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 kind of your career field? Yeah, that's a great question, man. Um, you know, I was thinking about it the other day, and like, hold on, real, real yeah. quick, and I want you to answer that. Yeah. I just I just thought of something because again, we know each other for a long time. Yeah. Didn't you just go to finish school and you got your master's or something? Yeah, man, clap it up, man. Yeah, man. No, but seriously, like, it, is that because? I want you to answer that question, but is that master's degree that you got part of your future mm. goal? Uh, yes. I think okay. that was kind of, I. you know what, man? Like, I, I felt like it was always in the cards to go back and get it. Like, mm-hmm. COVID gave me some time at home as a did right. all of us, right. I think. And, right. Um, so, I, you know, I used that time to go through and get it. Uh, and it was great, man. Like, I, I really enjoyed the experience. Uh, it was good. Uh, but I think that, you know, as I kind of look to see where my next level is going to be, um, it's, it's going to come in handy. Like, mm-hmm. I feel like, you know, like bachelor's degrees, like they're kind of almost becoming, especially for the kids like right now that are in like high school and stuff, they're almost becoming like an expected 
thing mm-hmm. for them. Yeah. Uh, out, outside of like trade school options and stuff like right. that. Right. It's right. the new high school diploma it for really sure. Is, it man. is, yeah. And it's an expensive high school and diploma. And it's an expensive right. one, like, yeah. It's, you know, uh, uh, like even between when my, my brother and I went, uh, my little brother and I went to the same school. And like, uh, I think, man, like, I'm probably aging myself here, but I think it was like 1500 bucks a semester when I started, right? Okay. His was like, well, his was like five grand, and that was only ten years later. So, okay. like, you know, you're looking still at three thousand to ten, ten to, to his ten thousand, and that's ten years, and that's still the same school, same classes, yep. all that. I mean, we had some of the same professors, which is crazy. Mm-hmm. So it is. Um, I will tell you, like, I I am fully. I think people in high school, like, I mean, I didn't have the luxury of my parents paying for it. Um, and I think that like it's really really important for the the kids to understand like how how they do in high school. Not that like it's like the end all be all, but if you can help pay for some of that, man, like student debt, like man, that's a whole nother topic. So yeah, I totally yeah. Get off that, off, off no, that's all right, that. man. But yeah. um, yeah, I'm hoping that that will open up some doors as I continue. So. Um, it's crazy, man. Like, I think when I got into the business field, uh, I didn't realize like how big it is. So like I work kind of like even the, the one to 30 millions, like kind of like the lower end, man. Like they, they've got like another section that's like 30 to a hundred million. And then you get like your hundred to 500 and then you have like your 500 and up, which is like your larger ones. And each step up, you kind of deal with like obviously way larger businesses but they're like you only have like one or two of them so you're not like you know where i was at like with 120 of them now i've only got like one or two that i'm kind of at their beck and call so um i don't know man like i think that would be exciting i like right now i'm really enjoying the job i got Mm -hmm. yeah yeah sure what i mean but i think like probably further down the road like more complex stuff to work with like maybe even going into like a specific um like maybe a spe- they call them verticals, but like if you're you're like in a space where the the dollar like the revenue ranges, but like you could do a vertical, like you could do like a tech vertical or like a doctor vertical, like you know medical vertical. Got you. So maybe jumping into something like that. Like I'm not very like I I don't I'm not like a super techie guy, so that would probably not be my jam. But like you know like medical might be kind of fun. Okay. Manufacturing is always cool. Like yeah. I mean I'd love I love seeing what people make like that's kind of mm-hmm. cool like, okay you know and we were talking about it earlier like just like I don't have that vision in my head where I can be like oh like this is we start here we do that we, yeah. do this, we do that so you know when I see some of this stuff they're like oh yeah man this like this was easy and I'm just like how how did you mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, yeah. visualize that out of the gate you know yeah. what I mean mm-hmm. I, I just I got to give you props again, dude, for going back to school just in general, dude. Because sure. I sure as hell <laughs> don't want to fucking do that, dude. Uh, it's just me, dude. Like I, I, I just, like, I just give you props for doing that, man. Because there's not a lot of people in their late 30s, early 40s going back to school. Facts. You know what I mean? And for you to even have the drive to do that, huh? that I mean, just even if it's a couple hours a day, right? Yeah. That you're working on whatever your classes, you know, and however long it took you to get to that point. Props to you for doing that, dude. That is such an achievement, man. Because as we get older, we definitely get set in our ways. Oh, yeah. And I'm set in my ways, dude. (laughs) I get tired of it, but I get set in my ways. You know what I mean? Like, I'm like, hell no, I ain't going. This man, this man is, (laughs) god damn. I do. I get, I get set in my ways, man. I really try to. You can hear him coming from a mile away because he got semen on his feet. That's what you know, is set. That motherfucker is set. You know, you know he is set. If he say, if he say no, it's, it is, I yeah. ain't doing it. Dude, that is so funny. I, I had to, hey, hold on. I had to tell you a quick story. Yeah. <laughs> hey, we yeah. have not talked about this. I hung up on this motherfucker the oh, other yeah. day. Yeah, I said, hey, man, motherfucker, I'm going to call you tomorrow. 
Because I'm telling him something. He's like, man, I ain't doing it. I was like, but but just think, I ain't doing it. But if you think about it, I ain't doing it. Man, motherfucker, I'm calling you tomorrow, man. <laughs> and we haven't talked about it since. And it's, it's not it? a big deal. It's not, it wasn't a big deal. But at the time, I was like, I got the phone, and I looked at my wife, and I was like, man, this motherfucker don't listen, man. Fuck him. <laughs> Dude, Dude. <laughs> uh, shit. He, well, he got to the point, which is funny, because I, I was actually waiting for you to say that he then agreed with you and just didn't do it. Because, like, that's what he used to do to me. I'd be like, Brian, dude, like, you should come over. We're having a party. Nah, man, I'm good. Oh, come on, man. Like, you got to do it so and so. It's going to be easy. Nah, man, I think I'm good. Oh, come on, bro. It's going to be best. Finally, because I wouldn't stop, he'd just be like, all right, man. Like, all right, dude. And then, like, just wouldn't show up. Oh, okay. like, <laughs> yeah, like, I, like, I can see that. He did that. I, I can see that. He did do that recently too. Okay, so you know, you know what's up. With the cheesecake. With the with the cheesecake. with the birthday party. Oh yeah, yeah. He's like, legit, damn, I totally forgot, man. I did he legit did. forget about that though. I really did. Yeah. I, I, yeah but anyways. Yeah. Um, <laughs> let's let's switch gears that's off funny. of me. Yeah. Um, my bad. My bad. No, that's good. Man. <laughs> Listen, man. I just have something to relate to with this, right? Yeah. <laughs> 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 Let me know we got this. Uh, yeah. Hey, I'm, I'm down with it. You guys can give me all my faults. It's all good, dude. I can take it. Um. Anything that we forgot? Because I want to switch gears. Yeah. Is there anything that you want to say about? banking before we move on last thing i'll say man is if you guys are going to start a business or you're running a business there's a lot of help there's a lot of folks out there that can do a lot for you free of charge uh and um man keep it up the entrepreneurial spirit man is a, mm. it's a it's a it's a grind but man like holy cow like you end up with something that's yours you built this mm. you know what i mean that's and like I, it's impressive. Like I am, I'm always just in awe of what some of these folks have, have mm-hmm. done with themselves and created. And uh, yeah, it's super exciting. So, yeah, yeah. Just awesome. Keep up the keep up the drive. Cool. All right, we're gonna switch it up, man. Hard 180. We're gonna have a little. Yeah, we're gonna have a little yeah. bit of fun, man. Okay. I, we we need to talk about some music. All right. We gotta talk about music. And 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 my guy over here, Dre, man, he's the ODB guy going over here, man. Dude, big props. That's an amazing shirt. I, I'm gonna be honest with you, man. So, every year, uh, my wife gets me like a new Wu Tang shirt. And, okay. Like, this this has gonna been going on for 16 years now. And it oh. used to be like birthdays and. Um, and so, like, you know, it's gotten to the point where, like, I'll find something maybe, like, drop it, like, you know, like, an Amazon. But I'll be like, hey, I found this, you know, this is kind of what it's right. so, um, Dude, in 16 years of looking at Wu-Tang gear and, like, you know, the members of the Wu-Tang gear online, I've never seen that shirt. Bro. Yeah, man. This <laughs> like, was actually... Is, when you walked in with that, like, that's amazing. So this was actually an accident, bro. Uh, I went to go pick up a different shirt. And I was at the store. I had already ordered the shirt and went to go pick it up. And I was at the store and I saw this. And I was like, oh, that's a dope shirt. Just picked it up. And then it was like the timing of it because you were coming on. Yeah. And I was like, yo, I'm rocking ODB, man. Dude, Wu-Tang. I, I was like, I, I know he going to love this. I know he going to love this. Yeah, I love it. So, yeah, man, it worked out, man. You know what I'm saying? Dude, I, yeah, that's I, amazing. And You know what, man? I, I, I do not think I know the story. How did you become a Wu-Tang fan, dude? dude like, I, I'm not sure I remember this story about, because I know it's not between you and me. I can tell oh, you that for yeah, sure. No, we it must have been a time when maybe you were in Tucson and I was in Cali at that point or something. It had to have been somewhere right around there. Dude, that's a great I don't really, like, I mean, obviously, like, we when growing up, right? Like, we, mm. like, I remember when, um, uh, me, 
Uh, it, I forgot what it, dude, uh, anyways, we can talk about, I don't want to yeah. talk about this, because, like, you know, we went to high school with this guy, uh, he was, he, you know, we weren't super close, um, but he, he was, like, kind of a tall, skinny, uh, white dude, and he always had on the woo gear, man. Okay. And so, um, I remember one time, it was probably, like, it had to have been, like, 94, maybe 95, we had a class together, okay. and so, like, I'm pretty sure at the time it was a discman. <laughs> I might be, it might be yeah. like Walkman, but I think it was a Discman. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Cool, and, yeah. Uh, yeah, and so, like, man, I was like, what are you listening to? And he was like, oh, dude, it's the Wu-Tang. I was like, oh, what? Like, I'm like, and I've seen him wear the shirts, and, like, you know, MCV was just kind of coming out. But, yeah. uh, dude, like, I don't remember them having much off of 36 Chambers at the time that was on the TV. Uh, and I might be wrong, man, but, like, I feel like there wasn't a whole, they might have played a little bit later, but I don't remember it being on, like, MTV, MTV. No, no, it wasn't crazy. Right? Like, no, I, mean, it was I like Killer Triumph. Triumph was big. Like, they were yeah. that because that was, like, the most expensive video yeah. at the time. Yeah. Um, and he started playing, like, because I was, like, uh, when I was, like, there, I we was super into, like, heavy metal and, like, you know, Corn, Pantera, like, Alice in Chains, like, all that stuff, man. That was really our jam. And I remember him being, like, man, you'd probably like it. Like, it's kind of like the metal of, of, of rap. Awesome. And I was, like, all right, man. So, like, I, you know, I gave it a listen. And I was, like, oh, this is pretty cool, man. Like, I have some cool beats. And that was kind of that was kind of it, man. Okay. That was kind of like, and then I, you know, Triumph was on like the TV all the time, and I was like, all right, all right, this is kind of cool. And like, I probably like my freshman or sophomore year of college, man. Like, um, I I don't do it honestly to this day. Outside of that kid, I don't like I, maybe Maggie like played or maybe I I can't even remember like. But somebody was like, oh, man, like, dude, let's put this on. They put the CD in. We had, like, a three-disc CD changer. <laughs> right. And I was like, oh, shit, dude. I'm like, three-disc yeah, CD changer. Yeah, like, three discs. It was like that. Like, you could kind of detach the speakers if you wanted to or put them back. Yeah. Uh, you know what I'm yeah. And so, like, they put it in. We were having, like, a party or something. And, like, dude, it just, I was like. Slapping. What the okay. hell, dude? And it just. Man, I like it sat in there. We had for a while there, like when I we moved a couple times, and like we had like Snoop Doggy down there. We had Outcast, and then we had uh, Wu Tang Thirty Six Chambers, mm. and like mm. what a what a great mix, by the way. Bro, yeah, I was just gonna like, say, bro, like that, that's actually that's that should need to be mix. archived right <laughs> there. You know what I mean? Like, golly. <laughs> Man, yeah. it was that's dope. It was a good dude. It was awesome, and then like it just kind of the the I think like to me personally like kind of the the group, the brotherhood, like the 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 kung fu movies. Yeah, like, mm -hmm. dude, just like so it was like a whole like package for you. It is. Type for of me, deal. Like, yeah, filled, yeah, yeah. It filled me up inside. Yeah, me. yeah. And it still had that like like the of the metal that I love, mm -hmm. like that like oh like grimy, mm -hmm. like dirty man, and then. Dude, it just like, you know, escalated and like, dude, I started like listening to it more and more. And then like, it just kind of became like, dude, like it was like my friends and I were, they were like, they were like my Wu-Tang Clan. And like, it's just, ah, dude, I, I love, dude, I just, the Riz is amazing, man. Like, dude, um, obviously methods, like they're just all like unique in their own right. Now, uh, but that being said, like I've had this conversation with a lot of people. And sometimes they're like, oh, man, but have you heard of, like, blah, blah, blah. And, like, they're like the nephew of blah, blah. And, dude, oh, I Oh, you're talking about the yeah, extended like woo. Extended yeah, woo. the woo forever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I'm like, you know, I didn't. I didn't go too deep. Yeah. Like, I got, I, to this day, like, uh, you know, I've got them all. Like, I've listened to, to them a lot. I still feel like 36 Chambers is, like, to me. Like, that's, like, I mean, I still listen. It was it's on. classic, It's man. just, dude, like. 
So we went to, uh, so my little brother, it's a weird story, and we can talk about this some other time, my family life, but uh, my little brother, uh, Andrew, like, had never really been to a concert, man. And so okay. we're 10 years different. And okay. 10 years, he's 10 years younger. So there was a concert that was out in, um, it was the place in California they always have it at, the Rock the Bells. Uh, oh. Bernardino, is that where it's at? I know exactly what you're talking yes. about, man. It's like out, kind of outside of like, yeah. It's not by the beach, but it's like kind of like yes. Yes. Yeah, I you know, know exactly yes. what you're talking about. Go so, ahead. Okay. Yeah. So, yeah. dude, I just I bought tickets mm. for just me and him. Like, okay. he just graduated high school. Like, we'd never gone on a trip together or anything because he was 10 years younger. And right. So, I was like, dude, let's go see a concert. And he's like, all right, well, who you want to go? I was like, dude, like, I've been to a couple of the Rock the Bell shows. I'm like, but, so this would have been three. This would have been 2013, and I was okay. like, dude, like, you have no idea what you're about to go see. So it was, uh, the headliners were Snoop Dogg, Wu-Tang, and um, Tribe Called Quest. Uh, and it was, they were doing the full albums of Doggy Style, Midnight Marauders, and uh, Wu-Tang was doing 36 Chambers. Uh, dude. Mass. Dude, right? <laughs> like, how could you miss that, bro? How could you miss that? You know who else was there? It was Lauryn Hill. Oh, like, my oh my god! She was like what? side build, bro. She was really? her first. It was her first concert coming out of. And bro, I'm gonna be honest with you, like, and I love, dude. Like Lauren Hill's amazing. Uh, she did not prepare for that that concert. Yeah, that like, was right around that time where she yeah. was like kind of floating to come yeah. back, but then she wasn't. It was two toes in, two the yeah, yeah. other three out. You know what I mean? So yeah, yeah. <laughs> I felt bad for it. like I mean because I was super excited to see her, but like, dude, she was out of breath. Like, yeah, you know, she was you know trying, she was trying, but like, dude, I feel like. I don't know, man. Like, if you're gonna be in a concert, like, yeah, you should probably start getting ready about it mm -hmm. yeah, months earlier. For sure. But, uh, but man, so it was so cool, like, just to have like my little brother there, like, seeing these amazing bands, uh, doing what they're doing, and mm. like, dude, like, I think it really opened his eyes because like he'd never been to a hip hop show, like he didn't really. Okay. Like, I don't know. I, it's weird. Like they didn't really. We were, you know, I didn't grow up with them, but like they, like it was weird. Like uh, they didn't really have like, like my my littlest. My like the littlest of our brothers, like he kind of was into like hip hop a little bit, but like kind of like more current stuff. You know okay. What I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so it was kinda, it was just weird to me because like I mean, holy cow, bro! Like we couldn't listen to enough music. Like we used to literally just sit in his car <laughs> in front of the house and listen to like we just put in a. But I, I think that's lost today, though. Like in oh, yeah. in everything, not just in the car, dude. I remember sitting in your bedroom. Oh yeah. And fucking freshman year of high school, dude. Yeah. And we. We would just literally sit there, and you're like, "Listen kick to this, kicking it, bro. Yeah, kick yeah. it. Listen to kick. this, yo, man. Hey, man. And no matter what it was, have you heard this? Have like, you, you heard, heard this? Man? Oh, yeah. you know what and, I mean? and especially with like Columbia House. Oh my god, right? Columbia because House. you're like. Okay, I'll get these 13 CDs for yeah, a penny yeah. and then throw away everything else. I just got 13 CDs yeah. for a penny. And then what do you do? You go and come over. Let's true. listen to this. Oh, that box. You know, man. You know, so. It's true. God, it was that different. is so lost today, it was man. It, it's. I miss it, man. Like, Me too. I, I still personally do that. Like, I'll just sit on my couch and put headphones on and listen. Yeah. You know, um, but that. that style of listening to music whether it's in a car or what i think that's probably where it goes mostly today though in the car it, i don't know if you guys agree or disagree for sure like i think most of the time people are going to listen to music yeah it's going to be like dude i have a 45 minute commute or even a 30 minute commute right, right. and it's like oh, i could get through a whole album yeah on the way there and way that's back true. you know what i mean but this is the other problem is when we were that age you Bought a CD, right, for like $15.99. Yeah. Yep. 
And that artist put everything into that because that was the only music you were getting from that artist for yep. like probably two years. Yep. Oh, yeah, for sure. So, like, you would listen to that CD from track one to track 12 or 13. Mm-hmm. Got, you know, like, or like, shoot, man, if it was a double pressed album, you'd listen to it all the way through. Yep. Like, I don't think. I mean, like, think. Let, well, let's ask. Like, what, what was the last full album you sat down, like, headphones on or in your car that you started from track one to the end of this, the the album? Um. Well, it's it's a little different, it's for, different me for me and Z <laughs> because we review yeah. albums. Okay. Right. That's so a so, yeah, but a but but in that, I would say it's it's probably about three a year. Right. That I'm like. Like there's one out right now that we just reviewed that I'm still listening to that thing. That thing yeah. is cute. That Q, yeah. man. It's a it's a funk album and it's it's fucking incredible. The Incre- whole thing, all the way through. The whole Dude, thing. The whole thing. But it is few and far between because it's you know, like we were talking about earlier, people drop singles. They drop right. singles. And that's right. just the space that we're in. Yeah. And so and accessibility is at an all-time high, right. right? You've got we can name the top two, right? Is 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 uh, Apple and Spotify, but we don't even think about Google Play. We don't even right. think about. That's a good point. There's still people. There's there YouTube music. We don't even think about Amazon Bandcamp, music. Amazon Music, Bandcamp, where you can actually more privatize with the actual artist. Uh, SoundCloud, the same. way. There's so many avenues of listening to music now that. To your point, you would have to physically get your ass up and go somewhere to purchase a piece of music, and you had to sit with it. Right. You had to sit with it. Right. You know what I mean? You had to sit with three albums in the disc changer, and that's what you had. You know what I mean? Then when we got five, it was like, we didn't even know what to do with the five. (laughs) We did. We We had a split playlist. So I know this. When we got the five... Half of that motherfucker was hip hop. The other half was R and B for the ladies. You know what I'm, saying? <laughs> That's a good I'm like five six. Joe to see. Genuine. I knew. I knew we was in there. You know what I mean? Right. So anxious. Put that on right there. You know what I mean? So yeah, it's just totally different now, bro. Totally different. I I, I think. Yeah, when was the last time you listened yeah, to Yeah, yeah, for like, sure. Out, out, because it, it is a little bit different for him and I. Like, right, like, you guys, that makes sense. Like, because we, we do, I do, I I have to listen to a project from front to back. Right. Like, we're reviewing it. Yeah. Now, that out, honestly goes to, the, to other, if, if it's just something I'm interested in. Right. Like, Korn dropped a new album, What was when was that? Last year or beginning? Last of the year, year, I think. So... Really? Yeah. Dude, you think I know that too? <laughs> How, was How was it? I gotta ask. Uh, it was. It was, over, it yeah. was mediocre. Yeah. Um, yeah. But I have to listen to it front to back. Right. Right. Once, at least one time. Yeah. And then I always, typically, will when we get closer to reviewing it. Right. So, but it's always at least twice I'll listen to it front to back. Now, if it's really good. Right. It's front to back continuously. Yeah. Like, but it is, I'm going to tell you how rare it is, dude. It's like 0.0001% of the time that that happens. happens. Like people just don't drop, like people drop good projects. Don't get me wrong. Right. Like, but they're always about an eight or a nine. Right. Like even if they're top, you know what I mean? Like really good. And you're like, yeah, but there was just these two, it just didn't Mm -hmm. do anything. Right. And you're like. 
and a lot of times what we run across, and I don't know if Dre, if you agree or not, is it's too long. Yeah. Really? Well, yeah. Like well, everything now is is because they're the the songs are shorter. Uh, and so what you'll have is you'll have 20 tracks and you're like yeah but right. you that could, makes sense you could cut 12. this and you get 12 and it's an easy 10 yeah. easy 10 like because yeah. you could bangers dude like bangers. you know what I mean like 1 through 12 and then you create that vibe in that 1 through 12 right and it's like dude I created 40 tracks I'm gonna give you 25 yeah right? and you're like yeah. you didn't need to do that yeah. right you know so it loses something I think with music you know especially these days it's like I'm happy and then I'm Sad about yeah. music. No, today. no, I, I totally it's this weird. I ask everybody who comes on here too, like, what is your opinion about today's music? Because yeah. I do find it interesting, you know, because everybody's got something a little bit different that they right. either really uh, it runs the spectrum. It really does. It's I think a lot of people kind of sit in the middle, like kind of where I'm at. Like yeah. I hate it, I like it, right. you know. And then but there's people that love it, that love to drop singles, <sighs> and that's. All they do is mm, drop right. singles, and I get it, it's the popcorn culture, right? right. Uh, today, of here, just just throwing, throw just, yeah. just keep going, just keep going, just yeah. throw it. Every month you're getting like a track, right? And there's no project, you know. So I like the project, but I also like singles too, because then you're yeah. like, that's fire. You're like, like, that's amazing. Right. That's a great right. song. Like you should have right. put that out. So it is. I ride the fence a lot so with let me, music. Let me ask you this because. Uh, Dre, I know you've obviously been in the music industry for a while. Mm. So, monetarily, mm. right? So, like, obviously growing up, man, like, CDs, tapes before that were the jam. Because, like, you know, that's how they made their money. Mm -hmm. And in touring. Now, in this culture where they can stream it, is it more advantageous for an artist to drop seven singles or six singles that are, you know, get a lot of plays in a year? Or is it more advantageous <laughs> for them to drop a full album because like if they drop singles and they're all hot, or in Ryan's what he was saying is like you know you get either eight or nine because they put too many songs, so no one's really listening to those other songs anyways. But you got one album out of the year. Are they gonna make more money as an artist by doing the singles or the album? In the in the streaming era, it's it's gonna be the singles, mm -hmm. because so be, because of the ability to market it. Right. Right. Which so, makes sense. Now you only you only need a single because the attention span of most people, right? It right because it's and it all goes back to pop culture, right? And pop culture is from fifteen to twenty five, right? That's the range. So the attention span is here now, gone like gone in a second. So they need it. It has to be unless you're coming with an album that literally has. 10 singles on it which right. and even at that point listening to it wise it would still throw you off right it's right. so much easier today to have a playlist compiled you now your people are making their own personal albums in a sense because you have playlists right and you're able to it goes back to the touring like you said you're able to tour off of one major single right mm -hmm. that's true too right and and then that. you think about placement with uh, TV. There's also TV placement. So if you have a if you have a hidden single that the internet loves, yeah, ESPN might pick it up for a right. couple weeks during the NBA season. And if like there's that that monetization as well. So it's it's way smarter to drop just drop fire singles. Right. Right. But and that makes sense. Before before Anas, who has who who is 
a legend in the game, right? For him to drop uh, four albums in the span of a year and a half, two years, th- that was actually smarter for him to do that because his fan base is there to hold him down. Right. So it's really about right. what your fan base is asking. If your fan base is asking for albums, like when Nas hit us with KD one with King's Disease one, we was like, yo, wait, wait a minute, where does this come right. from? Then, then two hit, then magic hit, and then three hit. We was like, "Yo, chill!" Like, yeah. too much. It, you kill it. Like, no, it was it was amazing. So, um, yeah, it it just depends. You gotta you gotta look at your fan base. I think, and I think it's the older cats too, right? Yeah, yeah. Most of the time, now obviously, there's people who break. You know, it's not a one to one ratio of. of it's all just the young people, and they they only do singles, right, and it's right. only the old people that do. You know, the older people that that been in the business that only do projects. That's not necessarily the right, case. Right, 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 for sure. But it is, I would say, more weighted that way, right? right? Like, and, and it is the, the case of the Nas that you're talking about. He's older, mm-hmm. right? So his fan base is going to be a little bit older. It's not saying he's not getting the 21, 25-year-olds right. to listen to his music, but his bigger fan base base is going to be in the 40 range. Right. Right. That and they're going to love Now, I think this, I think this, Matt, is, I think, it's also how how you how have you groomed your audience? Right. So like Kendrick mm-hmm. is is a f- fairly a newer artist. Kendrick Lamar is fairly a newer artist, kind of in that mid range. Mm-hmm. But he's groomed his audience to expect full projects. He's right. never been like right. drop single, That's single, so single, right. singles. Yeah. He'll drop a single, yeah. maybe another follow up album comes album. out, right? Yeah. And That's so true. when you groom your Adele, right? Like Adele right. just drops projects straight right. up. Here it is. You guys can have it. No, sometimes no yeah, singles. No singles. Sometimes yeah, no, no singles. Yeah. So I think if you groom your audience to expect a certain thing, then they look forward to it. And there's a lot of young kids, yeah. a lot of the, the the popular that love Kendrick, love his last project, but that's because he's groomed them to be like, this is what I do. Here's right. how you're going to receive my music. That's the only way you're going to get it. Right. So take it or leave it. You know what I mean? Yeah. So it just depends on how you attack it. And right. he kind of like, yeah, and he does it, like you said, like you, you only get a little bit, You get when you get Kendrick's project, like you're, you're getting that. You got to like sit on it for yeah, two years. It's not, yeah. You're not getting another, you're not getting, you're not getting another Mad City right after. No, like, no. But you, you know what's, you, and that's funny you brought up Nas. So like, I guess, like I like, I like Nas a lot. Like, Probably a lot more now than I ever really thought about. Like, uh-huh. he, he, I don't know, man. Like, I don't know what it was about. I, he just for sure. He's one of those. He's one of those guys. He's amazing. Like, yeah. and so I, I mean, like, I, I heard, like, I always heard, like, wrote, or one of our friends was really into him, and so like he used to play a lot. I was like, oh, that's a great song. Never really went down the Nas like tunnel for some reason. Uh, went to go see Wu Tang, Busta, and Nas like, uh-huh. last year. Mm-hmm. By the way, I went with you. To yeah, go see the yeah, show. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, that was mind blowing. It was fantastic. Yeah. Dude, it was so. It was so good. And go ahead. No, I was. I, well, no, I was, just, I was like, dude, the, the the atmosphere of that entire place. Yeah. It was, like you said. Primarily, like probably like mid mid thirties, early forties. There, well, there's some yeah. old heads there, bro. Well, like, yeah, but I, I agree with you. It was a lot of like thirty to forty yeah. year olds, yeah. probably yeah. there, right? right? Like it was definitely a old, what people would call an older crowd, right? Right? Because, dude, we've been to shows yeah. where it's been fifteen to twenty year olds, Kids, bro. Kids, Kids yeah, yeah, and it, which is fine too. But it's so weird how that works. Yeah. I, I don't understand it because like. I'm a music head, so I, I don't know. Anything I'm like, that, that's cool. And yeah. then you go to a show, and then you're like, 
oh, this is the audience? Yeah. Right. That's interesting. Right. Like, I get the, the Nas, Busta, and, and Wu-Tang, though. Right. Like, having that little bit older of a crowd, right? <laughs> Which makes sense. Yeah, it does. And, by the way, dude, you and I have had some, some of the... Shows. I, I think every show we've been to, there's something crazy that's happened to yeah. me, dude. Yeah. Like, every time we hang out, I feel like something gets blown up <laughs> on fire... No, it's just crazy <laughs> shit that just happens, dude, for whatever reason, man. But again, that 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 show in particular was so amazing to witness and watch, right. dude. Like it was just so good. I've never seen Wu Tang. Right. Right? Well, never. That was, a hell of, that was a great show to see him at. But Mike's worked, which as you know with what, nine, like eight or nine well they had, yeah. they had young DB there, so like yeah, dude, like there was so many mics, and I've been to see them, man, when, like, the mics were shit, shot yeah. and, like, they had to switch off in the middle of, like, verses. Like, by now, they're running on muscle memory anyways. But, right. like, dude, you could feel their heart in it. And the crazy thing, the crazy... So, like, dude, I've seen the Wu-Tang, build as the Wu-Tang, without Method before. I've seen them without the RZA before. Yeah, yeah. And, like, it was, it was a different show, man, without either of those there. Like, both sides. But, like, I've seen them with Meth, without RZA. It was still different, and vice versa. Um, and so this one, it just happened that uh, my wife was all like, she was all like, hey, she's like, it looks like Method Man's not touring with the Wu Tang on this on this tour. Yeah, I remember that. Do you remember that? And yes. I was like, because like he was like, oh, I got shit to do. I'm a yeah, grown man. Yeah, like you know, I'm yeah. making good money. <laughs> yeah. And I was like, motherfucker. Yeah. Dude. I'm like, because he to me, man, like he embodies like, dude, Raekwon, Ghost, like all those guys are amazing. Meth brings that energy. Dude. Yeah. Like yeah. I could watch all of them all day, yeah. but like uh -huh. Meth, like dude. They, and it was so amazing, dude. Like, cause like it just so happened. I and I, for your audience, man. If y'all like videotaping concerts, like get a snippet. Then put your fucking phone away and enjoy it. The moment that's going on, man. You're never gonna watch that shit except for that snippet you made, anyways. Just put the fucking phone away yeah. right. and enjoy it. Enjoy it. Yeah. Grab a little bit, put it away, man. Yeah. I just happened to be taking a quick snippet to send to my son. I was like, boop, and dude, it just happened to be the one Method where Method came, came out. Yeah. And uh -huh. so, like, I don't know about you, but I didn't think it was gonna be there. And they went into like, you I know, had no clue. I remember everybody oh, went crazy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep. It took like a second as people started to see because we were a little, we were in the we were a little further back, but like I, I heard it, dude. I was like, oh shit, is that? And then, the, dude, from the front <laughs> to the back. The that concert, though, which doesn't happen very often, had uh, just great moments in it. Right? Yeah. Like Dude. I, like the way they had it planned out was amazing because you had, you know, Wu Tang come out first. Right. They open the show, yeah. which you're like, why are they opening the show? Yeah. Because your brain, right? If you've been to any show, Pebble. it's opener, right. mid, and closer. Right. If there's three, or it's opener, closer, well, right? They, they didn't have them come out and do like their. They had them come out like they in had sections. like in sections. Yeah, so yes. they would come out and they would do their like top couple singles off their solo projects. Yes. Right. and like, oh, dude, when Raekwon and Ghostface came out, I mean, they could have played like the whole show themselves, but right. it was just so cool to see them flowing off. Oh, dude, that was But I love right. that, and then they they were all coming out. Yeah. You know, and then Nas comes out. Oh, dude. Because yeah. Method Man didn't come out until the second set. Right, right. Which was fantastic, because you're like, damn, he's not he, here. He's not here. He's right. not he here, so man. Wasn't there. But then you, 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 you're building this, right, and it's Wu-Tang, and then it's Nas is kicking it up a notch. Then Wu Tang comes again. Did they come out? Yes, Costa? yes, they oh, did. Right, they came out right. the second time. They played three times. Right, right. They came out the second time. That's when Meth, dude, the place erupted. Lost it was their minds, dude. like 
it's it's something that you have to be there to yeah. like really get. And I, I agree with the phone, right? Because right. even if you're recording a phone, you can hear people screaming. Yeah. But it's the energy of when he walks out on stage. It's just a game changer, man. Yeah. It's, it's very rare that you find somebody who, like Method Man, that, that can walk on stage and just bounce a little bit. Just and do. everybody goes, holy shit, uh, yeah, it goes your crazy. presence yeah. is here. Yeah. You know what uh -huh. I mean? Crazy. Then Busta comes out. Holy crap, Dude, just another amazing. level, yeah, man. Then Nas too. comes out again. And then Wu-Tang, you know, closes out yep. the show, you know? And just phenomenal, man. Like... I, 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 some of my dude, best concert memories, dude, are, are with you, dude, for sure. Dude, I will say Nas got, like, a loyal fan after that night, man. Okay. Like, and they yes. went out with one mic, which I didn't know, and I was like, dude, they were all, like, rap. Like, he was rapping it, but, like, they had Woo out there, like, backing him. Oh, man. That's what dope. A, it was a really cool show, man. By the way, I knew I knew the guy who ran that show. No shit. I, dude, found, awesome. I found that out later. I was oh, like, where were you when we needed you, man? <laughs> yeah, he was Yeah, he did. He works at my work, and he does all the shows there. And oh, is so, that the big homie? Yeah, dude. Oh, I was like, man. What's he doing, man? We might have to get him on the show, man. For sure. He probably got some stories. He probably got some stories, too, because he works with everybody. Yeah, just dude. with everybody. So everybody in their yeah. mom goes through that place, dude. Yeah. Like seriously, like you put yeah. But he just works freelance though, so like what he just knows live sound. Live sound. Oh, he does. He does a sound there. Yeah, yeah. he does it. Well, he does it. He doesn't do it there all the time. Yeah. Uh, so he'll just kind of pop in and out, like so, <laughs> like his uh, his dad. I want to put him on right, blast right, yet. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I'll ask him, dude, if he wants to come on the show, and you know, we could talk about some stuff. But cool. uh, yeah, man, like live sound, man. You know I Live sound, you have to get it right, man. Yeah. Oh, you just have to it's get it different. right. And it's just, it's you know, and, and like you said, just kind of back up, dude, is, is you know, you have all those mics going on oh, at yeah. the same time. They all got to be somewhat proportionally right. correct. Right. Because, dude, some dudes are yelling and some dudes aren't. You know what I mean? Like and different voices, too, right? Well, yeah. Like, you know, deeper, yeah. not as deep, yeah. you know. But, again, some people, like, when I was watching, like, had, like, energy, but then... There was dudes that would just come out and just kind of do their thing, yeah. where it's not as hype of an energy. So you got to boost them a little bit. Right. You know what I mean? I don't want to ever do live sound, dude. We we did it when we went to school, dude. <laughs> That's about the extent I yeah, ever yeah. want to do live sound, dude. It's it's to me, it's not fun, but I do appreciate right. people who can do it. You know what I mean? So all right, quick question. What you got? I got I got two questions. None none of which have to do with each other. First question. <laughs> First question. Uh, favorite Wu-Tang member? Oh, dude. Uh, Feet to the fire. All right. Oh, dude. Uh, it's between RZA and Method Man, like, honestly, like... Uh, Probably gonna go with the rhythm, man. Okay. Like, just honestly. I love like, it. I yeah, love that you said, I, I don't know why, but I just love that you said like, that. Because I think that most of the time people would say Method Man. Yeah. Like, I would. Oh, yeah. I for sure would. But. I'm, gonna, I'm gonna throw out something very controversial here, dude, as far as this goes. Like, I love certain song. Like, like I saw Method Red for the very first time in February. And, like, they, dude, like, having a partner, like, like just their relationship on Yeah, it's dope. Like, it's like, crazy. They're like, best friends doing yeah. what they love doing man mm -hmm. like making money at it yep. and like everybody loves them for it and i'm like dude that that's like you know like i feel like that's how how we are man but mm -hmm. like i don't know if we'd ever be on stage doing it right that, if we could <laughs> find a way to modify kind of our friendship yeah. we're kind of on stage right. now <laughs> we had, we had the dances down it was really cool um but like 
I really prefer Red Red Man on his own and met, like as far as like the albums go, full albums go. Like I like you know the Takal, I like him with Wu Tang, and I like some of the stuff Red Man's done. But their albums together, minus maybe like five or six songs, dude. Like I feel like they could. There's so much talent there that they could have done more. Yeah, that is super controversial, dude. That is super. And I love both of them. Like, it's not like hey, I'm not trying to be like I hate you guys. But I, like, I, 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 like I respect it though. I mean, like, everybody's entitled to their opinion, dude. About that. I mean, like, and I mean solely for the 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 listeners. Like, dude, like right. I have like those two, bro. Like, they, kill it. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah. It doesn't matter what they, they could be doing. Like Donny Osmond songs, and everyone would be like, oh my god, this yeah. is amazing. Legit. Legit. But, like, <laughs> it's just the sound to me, man. Like, uh, you know. Like they've got some great like there's some of the songs I'm just like wow these are amazing but like I, they're picked and choose they're like I pick and choose them off of the albums and I'm like man like I'm just surprised with the talent these two have just overall that like we just don't have like a meth and red that's just like Boom. number one yeah like, that's it's true just, like amazing that's true amazing. Yeah. so my second question craziest moment that you can speak about. <laughs> With this guy over dude, here, man. Dude, I'm gonna t- uh, my, just big, big one, just that, big one, crazy you one. You say that, dude. There are uh, shit ton of crazy fucking <laughs> okay. moments with us, dude. Oh my god. Oh, that, that you can talk about craziest yeah. moment. Yeah. By the way, you can Z. say whatever you want. It doesn't matter. And I'm gonna let y'all know we clipping this. We clipping <laughs> this for sure. Dude, I don't know, man. That's wild. Like, um, god, if I, you got one, I'll, I'll do one as well. All right, just cool? and then we can finish like, off, dude. Yeah, that works. All right, man. So here, uh, this this is probably not only the craziest. This is probably like one of my favorite moments, but like a combination of all. Uh, so, dude, uh, we went to so when Lollapalooza was still like a traveling thing. Okay. Like they came like to Phoenix. Um, and how old were? Do we have to be? 13, I I was sixteen. 14? Were you I was, able to drive? I was driving. It was nineteen ninety six. Was it? Lollapalooza oh, you got the shirt still, huh? Yeah. I don't have the shirt still, you know, but I do have. <laughs> I have the picture. I'll give it to okay. you. Okay. So it, so it was nineteen ninety six. So you were, yeah. So I was probably like fifteen. He was sixteen. Um, dude, man, I was barely just driving. Just, just driving, driving, by the way. Yeah, I just turned like sixteen. Okay. So my I, like, dude, like, I, we we, I like, my parents weren't gonna let me drive. <laughs> he just just learned how to drive to, to to Phoenix to go see the show. So, anyways. My dad ends up driving us down here, and my brothers live down here uh, in Phoenix. And so, like, he drives us over there. We spend the night, I think. And then the next day, like, uh, my dad was like, all right, well, we're going to take you guys. And we were like, all right. So he drives us out to, <laughs> they don't even use it anymore. Uh, it was called Compton Terrace. Like, okay. You know where you yeah. Okay. So Compton Terrace, when it was a, the thing, the jam, uh, drives us out there, right? And so my dad's like, dude, he's like, I'm going to come back here at 10 o'clock. Now, mind you guys, there's no cell phones. There's no no mm-hmm. pagers. There's, there would have been no way for communication. He was basically like, at 10 o'clock, I'm going to be right here where I dropped you off. Like, okay. Y'all need to be here. Right. And of course, man, like, dude, I'm like, dude, are you kidding me? Like, dude, what if it's not over by 10? Like, just being a total asshole to my dad about this. And, like, it wasn't until years later that I looked back at it. And I'm like, fuck, man. Like, he drove me all the me and my friend all the way from Flagstaff to Phoenix then drove us all the way out to Compton Terrace. Right. Dropped us off. Right. Drove back into town to do whatever he was doing. Drove all the way back to like you know like as a dad now I look back I'm like that oh, man that, that, that motherfucker yeah was yeah an asshole yeah, <laughs> yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah 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 and I you know I was just so upset because like we were so excited about the show mm-hmm. and so we go man and like 
Correct me if I'm wrong. It was uh, Metallica, was Soundgarden. Head- Metallica was headlining. Soundgarden, Soundgarden was, was second. Yeah. And then uh, the Ramones, mm-hmm. uh, Rancid, okay. Screaming, Screaming Trees. Trees. And the Devo happened to be there, Devo. which was so shitty. Everyone else got like a dope-ass like uh, surprise like group that showed up. We got fucking Devo. Right. Which, the first song they played was Whip It. And so we were all like, yeah. And then I'm like, I don't know any other Devo songs. He's oh, like, me they, either. they pretty much got booed and off. And then, the dude, people were throwing shit at him on stage. Oh, like, it, was, it, was it was crazy. Bad, yeah. dude. But, anyway, so like, we get there, we're having a good time, man, just just chilling. And um, they're, they're, we're like hanging out. And it was uh, the Ramones' last tour with all of them still, dude. Like, okay. it was crazy. Mm-hmm. Uh, and we didn't obviously know it was the last tour at the time, but we're like, all right, let's go check out. So we're checking it out. And all of a sudden, man, this like crazy storm starts creeping across the desert, like, Monsoony, like you know, during Soundgarden, by during the way. we'll go it had started yet. Remember, like it was like because they shut it down after the Ramones, uh, because then like they were working yeah, yeah, stacks. Yeah. So yeah, yeah, so the mm-hmm. storm starts coming. And they're like, all right, guys, we're gonna have to stop the show for a minute. So the Ramones are like, they're like one, two, three, four. And then they play their songs, and then like they're like, all right, we're the Ramones, we're up, and they run off stage, and we're like, all right. Well, Ryan and I got separated, so I didn't know, like, because everyone was running, when started lightning or some shit. I don't even know. But okay. we ended up, like, separated due to this concert. And there's, like, dude, I mean, there was a lot. So I, I do remember there. this, just just to say, yeah, like, like, because it was so packed. Yeah. And, that, and you were like, hey, we were, because we were kind of, like, I, I just remember being pinned and stuff like that, because I, I was a small kid, yeah. too. So... I was like a buck 30, buck 40, soaking wet, dude. So, anyways... Uh, but you were like, and there was like a tower of like lights, and you were like, "Let's meet here if we ever get separated." Yeah. And we didn't get separated for a while. It was during that. Yeah, like, go ahead. But that's that's. You're right. That's right. Yeah. We were like, we'll meet over here. Mm-hmm. So like, I don't even know what happened, man. I ended up some weird hippies over here. I don't know what happened with you, man. Like, were you? I got really close up front. Oh, that's right, because you went back up. You were correct. And so, I went way up front, dude. Which is I was sm- like two two people deep. I um, think they were like literally like, don't come near the stage because you might die and rise. Like, let me go see what's going on. Right. Over there, dude. By the way, it was so packed in there, just so people are referenced, like, it's so smashed, right? And again, I'm small. I could lift my feet up. Just held up, bro. It just held up because I was so smashed of people. Oh, okay, I got you. You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Like my You were being held, yeah. My feet hurt so bad. It was like somebody point, was grabbing. Yeah, because I was standing all day, right? I lifted my feet up, dude, and I was just like this. Dude, <laughs> just like, fuck, solid, bro. Straight, straight, cool, solid, man. Just people holding them up by pressure. Like, I was, you know, like this. <laughs> That's hilarious. <laughs> little ass, little dangling ass Little dangling ass feet in the front. Oh, shit. That's hilarious that it was wild dude there's a lot of people there man it was crazy yeah and so they shut this thing down dude okay. like everyone's kind of like hiding for cover it rains a little bit thunder comes through anyway so like we're, we're sitting there and we're like all right cool and like we're you know we were went to go we primarily i mean we want to see soundgarden for sure but like metallica was really soundgarden like, and metallica was, for soundgarden sure metallica that was, was like the thing. reason why we went yep so we get up there so they're like they start like you know like start testing the guitar and stuff so i'm like oh shit like dude i gotta go man so i like one of these random hippies I was hanging out with, dude, I like bold. I was like, thanks, pleasure hanging out with y'all. Let's right. go. And I kind of head back over where I told Ryan we were going to meet. And so, like, I'm sitting there and, like, kind of pushing up a little bit, looking for him. Uh, he was easy to pick out because he always had his Detroit Lions hat on, mm-hmm. looking for anybody over there. Only had, person in Arizona. And I had Lions long hair, hair, by the and way. And he had too. long hair. Yeah. Okay, okay. I'm like, look, I couldn't see him, man. It's total black, bro. It is, like, pitch black. This was 96. Uh, Soundgarden had just released, uh, uh, not was it, it was down on the upside, right? It had just yes, come out. They did, yep. Obviously, Black Hole Sun was like this crazy, huge song, like right before that album, dude. 
like you start to hear like the guitar, like acoustic guitar of the beginning of Black Hole Sun. Okay. And so like, you know, sometimes like guitar decks come out and fuck around, but like, dude, it was, it was just different, bro. And like, everything's black. Like there's no lights on anywhere, dude. And like, as one light comes on, it's freaking Chris Cornell, dude. Like that's like probably like 10 feet away from Ryan's head, dude. And there's one light on him, bro. And he's doing an acoustic version of Black Hole Sun. And the way that's set up, dude, like it's an open stage and they have like the speakers on the side, but dude, like it's the whole desert behind it. Like there's right. no like curtains or anything cause you're outside. And bro, I shit you not, there's just fucking lightning all over the fucking place. That's crazy. It starts raining and it's just like, he's like, no black old sun, <laughs> won't you come? And like, here we're just like, are you, is this happening? Like what the fuck? And like, That's dude. Dope. It was such a surreal moment, dude. And like, I mean, I we we were together at that point. It was like at, right after that. I think they w went into one of their new songs a little faster. And then like next thing we know, dude, like we're sitting like, hey, what's up, dude? He's like, what's up, dude? That's crazy, and, like, dude. Just like rocked out to the rest of Soundgarden, man. Like in the rain, and then like Metallica came on, and I think we got through probably about half their half their set. And I was probably. like, oh, it's nine forty-five. Yeah, we got to get out. Yeah, no, dude, that that memory, by the way is one of my fondest memories. Me too. Uh, just because it was our, f I've been to one other concert before yeah. that, but like, it was like our first real concert yeah. by ourselves. Uh, it was that whole experience and then Chris Cornell by himself because all of his band members were like, we ain't going out. Because it's lightning. lightning out there. And, and I thought like, it was I'm so not, not cool. That's dope. I thought yeah. it was really cool as an artist saying, hey, look, you guys paid for us to be here. Yep. I will play for you. And he even said, I remember this very vividly. Like, dude, he, I got a picture it so vividly. He was right there. He's like, we're just going to have this light. He goes, shut off all the lights. He goes, so all right. He goes, well, it got to take care of the uh, the light show for us. He goes, Correct. And he's played that song, That's Black Hole Sun, fire. dude. And like he said, there is lightning everywhere. Fucking everywhere, dude. I've never Most seen of the like time, that. they'll shut down a show for yeah. that. Like, if there's of lightning course. in the area. Yeah, yeah. Dude, I can't. I don't know how to visualize this for anybody who... It was the most amazing thing yeah. instilled to my brain. Like, That's dope. Years and years have passed, yeah. and I can remember what that looked like to me. That's like, fire. It is very vivid to me. It's so surreal we got Dude, to witness that. You know it what I mean? It was really crazy. That was pretty awesome. And then the time that Tom Morello, we went to go see oh, yeah, Tom, Tom Morello. Morello. And like, we're watching from the Rage, stage, dude. Yeah. And like, there's like a speaker next to us. And like, all of a sudden the lights all go down, dude. And you hear Tom Morello's wah, wah, chicka, wah, wah. Oh, and like, I look shit. over, dude. And it's literally me and Ryan standing here. We look over and Tom and he's Morello's like, standing right the speaker, here, like right next to us. I'm like, oh, Playing shit. right by us, dude. Just, oh, and look, hilarious. man, like, this kind of goes back to the cell phone thing. Like, I could have easily pulled out my cell phone yeah, and recorded that. Right. But I, I tell you what, man, it was. There's nothing like the memory for me yeah. because the cell phone footage really wouldn't have done anything for me no. because that is imprinted on my brain. Right. Um, Both times, dude. Both. Right. Uh, yeah, and, yeah, yeah. and Tom Morello standing. I mean, I could touch him, dude. That's how wild. close he was. I mean, wow. he's just right there. Okay. And he don't care that there's people around him. Yeah, he's just jamming. And nobody bothered him. Nobody, nobody touched him. Dope. Nothing. Yeah, like he had, and he. I think there was security behind him. But there was, but like way behind him. Yeah. You know, and that was cool. Yeah, that was cool. I've been telling an embarrassing story <laughs> about us real quick, and then we'll, okay. get up, we'll get up on out of here. So uh, I laugh at this, and my sisters and my mom laugh at this all the time, but we were, when I met you, we were in eighth grade. 
And every once in a while, my mom worked three jobs, you know, trying to support the kids and everything, you know. And and so his dad would be kind enough or um, his mom would be kind enough to come over, pick us up, whatever, you know, because their business was kind of down the road from our middle school that we were at. And so anyways, (laughs) so anyways, um, end of class, school, whatever. And then, you know, you're parents were going to pick me up i was going to go and then because we live fairly close to each other so anyways we we go down like it's, it's weird because it was in flagstaff the school's like on top of this like hill and you okay. have to like go down it's a pretty steep hill yeah. right yeah. and so we were like kids you know you jumping on rocks and going down <laughs> right, right, they right. have right. stairs by the way yeah right, they right, got stairs but we spider-manning it down <laughs> right. yeah of course <laughs> right, right. and what was her name stacy it was was it Liz? no? It wasn't Liz. Oh my God! Anyways, I see her hair. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, anyways, whatever. I'm just gonna say Stacy for the for yeah. whatever Same story. Okay. So, he was like, "Oh, that's Stacy. That's uh, my, that's my dad's assistant or yeah. whatever, right?" Yeah. That worked her. I was like, oh, "Okay, cool." He was like, "Get in the car." I was like, "All right, cool." <laughs> so he opens the door for me of this passenger, right? <gasps> and it's the back passenger side. He opens the door and he goes, "Get in." So I get in, and I'm like. So I sit down and there's this lady and I can see her blonde hair and looking me in the rearview mirror, freaked the fuck out, dude. Okay. Just freaking out. Like, and I'm like, I don't, I don't know nothing, dude. I'm just sitting in there and he gets, he rolls around on the backside, gets onto the driver's side, backside door, right? Hops in and um, <laughs> I don't know what was said, but she was like, like, what car are you in? Like, who are you guys? Like, just kind of freaked out about it. And he goes, oh, shit, you're not Stacy. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, who the fuck is Stacy, man? <laughs> so we we both out the car, oh, and she shit. was, like, just stunned. Frozen. Like, frozen. Like, like, what, like what the hell is going on? <laughs> I love that story, dude. That's I don't hilarious. know who the hell Stacy is. He's the only one who knows who Stacy is. I'm in the car, by the way, for like 20 seconds. Dude, it was a lot. Because it's not like he ran. To the right. Like, like, he was like, strolled around. He strolled around. We about in, to dude. leave. Yeah. And I ain't. Yeah, he looked, he looked, he looked <laughs> my ways real quick. I don't know. You go ahead and pass. My ride right here. Go ahead. I got to get uh, in. Shit. That's hilarious. That hilarious. Yeah. And she's just in the back. She's just in that motherfucker just. Well, it was oh, weird. Yeah. She, she didn't say anything to me. She, she just was looking at But I at saw her. Dude, her eyes were like saucers, right? Like just huge. And I'm like, how come she didn't say hi to me? You know, like right. as a kid, like, hey, how's it going? Right. I'm Stacy, you know, right. uh, Tony's, you know, mm-hmm. assistant, whatever, yeah, you know, whatever. Sense, right? You know, so anyways. That's and then he gets in and. I mean, it's probably like <laughs> a 10, 15 seconds before he realizes he's we're in the, the wrong same car. And the same car. Like, I okay. was still convinced until, like, Ryan kind of looks at me, and I kind of, like, lean over and, like, look at her, and I'm like, oh, shit, dude, that's good. <laughs> 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 like, oh, my God. Uh, but we got stories for days. Yeah, I, jumped man, out of a, I jumped out of a second, second story window for this guy. Oh, I've dude. done. I got kicked out of his house. You did. Uh, I mean, there's like stories years, for days. Yeah. yeah, I got stories for days yeah. with with this guy, man. We, we we went through everything, especially yeah. going through. We met in eighth grade all the way yeah. till now. So yeah. it's been thirty years, bro. It's crazy. And it's dude, crazy. I know. 30 years, I know. Bro. That's dope. And it's half for this guy. About fifteen. I know. Dude, yeah. dude, I know. It's crazy, man. man. Look at man. When I find somebody I love, hang on tight, bro. I keep him, and yeah. I don't. I don't. I'm. I mean this genuinely. 
between the bo- both of you guys. I love you guys dearly, man. You yeah, guys are like too, my man. bestest yeah. of friends. I'm glad you guys finally made yeah, yeah. 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 on the podcast. For sure. For sure. Yeah, you That's know, insane. and uh, I'm glad we made it happen, man. And I'm Thank glad you. you came on the show, dude. This is this is just kind of surreal for me. My brain's like. <laughs> It's almost like information overload, right? Right. Because like I always have like all this these thoughts when you come around because you bring this energy and I'm like oh, I remember this, I yeah, remember this, for sure, like, for sure. Again, dude, thirty years is a long time. Yeah. I don't care who it is yeah, with, right? Like mm-hmm. I, I can say th- same things about my mom, and my sisters, right? Yep. Because they're longer, yep. right? But yeah. <laughs> they got yes. still, I hope they got so. Right. <laughs> but still, it's memories, right. you know what right. I mean? So and. I cherish. Well, yeah, I love you guys. So, love anyways, you. I'll, I'll leave too, it Brody. There. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Absolutely. So. Well, thank you, Matt. Thank you, guys. Dude, this has been such a pleasure. It's dope, man. Thank you know you what I'm so saying? Yeah, this, this was fun, man. You know what I mean? And we'll do it again. We got to do it again, man. Just have a fun one and yeah, yeah, yeah. sit here and chop it up. You yeah, know? For sure. And, and we got we got to set something up for us to do something outside of the cameras too. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Oh, man. Yeah. Try to get drunk. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I hope you guys love this one, man. I sure as hell enjoyed it. You guys stay safe. You guys stay positive out there. Yeah, and as always, man, this is the Gray Space. Peace. Peace.